Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And if Greg wants to say something funny so that we have a cold open, that would be super helpful right now, Greg. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A um, forgotten, <laughs> estranged, estranged friend of the Touchline Media Group based in London. Um, because corporate's mad at us. Corporate's mad at us because it's uh, it's an international break and we are playing England. And they actually don't really care about England, but they don't like it when Americans uh, get mouthy about soccer yeah. so, so we're we're the, the the group chat has been fun uh i'm your host asa aka the twig i'm here with my co-host napoleon greg aka the stump um this episode is brought to you by the smith workforce management group uh, as well as whoever blue wire decides they like to have uh advertise with us um you can hear the touch dogs in the background uh they're 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 here they're ready and we uh have a guest it's not just going to be stumpy and i yelling at each other but we are joined by the incomparable Mike Felder. Uh, Felder, how are you doing? Man, I'm, I'm glad to be on, man. I'm excited. I see the Charlotte jersey. Listen, with the Jumpman logo, you can't beat it. So, And that's on Greg. So, I mean, you're, you showed up in a blazer. I, this is a podcast, man. Nobody can see you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. No, I'm just here solely to suck up. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Miles. Uh, I am I am in a blazer because uh, immediately prior to this, uh, I had to do my day job, which was explaining to a company that their PTO policy will be changing. Uh, and when a lawyer comes on to tell people that a PTO policy is changing, it's not like great. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's in a good mood, so I like I have to look professional. But um, but Felder, we we, uh, we we brought you on because you you had mentioned on the uh, on the Twitters where you can find Felder at in the bleachers, which I want to know why it's that um in a second 
but because you mentioned something about Charlotte FC. Um, so, so we, we obviously are, are both, uh, American football and, um, soccer, which is, uh, English football, I guess. British. Actually. Yeah. I, <laughs> they invented the word soccer anyways, but, uh, so, so, so obviously like it's a world cup year. So Americans, uh, decide to vaguely care about soccer. So like, do you, what, what's your, what's your interest? What's your history? Um, so soccer for me, uh, honestly, I'm a much bigger women's soccer fan. That makes sense. I went to yep. UNC. Um, yep. they, they're amazing. <laughs> they, they sort of invented women's soccer in America, basically. Yep. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I've got friends that played on the team. I had friends that played on the Olympic team. And so there's that part of it for me. And, but I am super excited about Charlotte FC and probably my second reintroduction into soccer. So if I was going to say like growing up, I dated a girl that played soccer when I was in high school. I was friends with, 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 with women who played soccer when I was in college. I was friends. I lived on the same floor with guys like Dax Hollifield, who ultimately ended up playing for, I think the Houston Dynamo and Jamie Watson, who played in Utah for uh, Salt Lake Real knew those guys. So I started kind of following that, but the big thing, the second reintroduction was my brother-in-law and my brother-in-law. So my little brother is married to a Mexican woman and they like El Tree. Like I don't, I don't root. And this is might be controversial. I root for El Tree. I do not root for the United oh, States. Oh, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> We're gonna have some issues. We're gonna get tossed out of two group chats in one weekend. Excited. I mean, I guess met, like I guess as, as as someone based in Cal in in, in North Carolina, um, you're used to taking L's in big games, so that's fine. You can be an L tree fan. Yeah, that's fine. I don't watch college basketball, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, no, but no, Charlotte does have like a very large Mexican base, pop- right? Because exactly. So I lived in Charlotte for a little while. I'm not just solely wearing the jersey to to suck up. And uh, L Tree played a couple of friendlies there, and that was more sold out than Panther games. They were. It, it was a great time. It was. It, it, I got kind of sent into this world and immersed in this world where. Oh, they care about this in a way that a lot of Americans don't care. Like my, my brother-in-law, he went to Rio. He went to Russia. Mm-hmm. Like he had a notebook this thick, like two inches thick of his travel plans that my sister-in-law had to put together for him <laughs> for what he was going to do during the, that was it the world cup or was it the Olympics in Russia? He had all this stuff put together for all that. And it was, I was like, Oh, he cares. I've never seen someone here care that much about it. And especially, as you mentioned, the friendlies that they played in Charlotte, I've never had someone care that much about soccer outside of our women's national team. And most of the people that I know that care about the women's national team are women that played soccer and Mm -hmm. women that played with them. Like I love Tobin Heath. I went to school with Tobin Heath. (laughs) I I like Heather O'Reilly, right? Like I went to school with Heather O'Reilly. I know her for real. Like I've I've met her. Ashlyn Harris, the same thing, right? So this is my first like outside experience of people not just like adopting a team, but like feeling for a team, living and breathing with the team, being with the team. So I, I was like, you know what? I, I I'm down with I'm down with the tree. Like, let's go. Let's rock and roll. And it's been really cool to kind of to watch Victor, that's his name, Victor latch on to Charlotte FC and be someone that wants to be an investor, be someone that wants to be a season ticket holder, wants to yeah. they're invested in the franchise. And so, like, listen, I like, oh, hang on. Let me, here, let me not break this iPad. (laughs) 
But like probably a safe thing. I don't have like a lot of sports clothes. And that's a that's a Charlotte FC jersey for for our uh, our jersey, I believe. Jersey, just no. It's just this is just a T-shirt. Come on, this is just a T-shirt. Oh, he's not he's not that invested yet. Like we're, it's baby steps. First the T-shirt, I don't wear, then I don't the jersey. jersey. I don't wear jerseys, but that's a whole different story that we don't have time to get into right now. I'm a T-shirt guy. I don't listen. The fact that you're going to get me to get a team logo on a shirt is huge. So, but yeah. I did that because he's a season ticket holder. I can't wait to whenever I get home, I know that he's going to take me to some games and we'll have a good time. And I don't know a ton about it. Like I, I know, I know a ton. This is the crazy. Thing. I know a ton about the municipal a- aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know as much about the on the field aspect. Trying to figure it. out where, yeah. Trying to figure out where the stadium was going to be and everything. And then like yeah. tying into Tepper also having the Panthers. I was yeah. going to say, I, Felder, I'm sure you got like, text from your brother-in-law and everything or videos, but for how bad Charlotte FC is supposed to be, yeah. they're get they've got some wild turnouts. And we can say that because friend of the pod Baker is the head athletic trainer down there. there so uh, he t- told me I'm allowed to talk shit. And I'm <laughs> sure he has a direct lie to David Tepper and he's in no way going to get in trouble for this interview. Well, no, it's, but it's awesome. Like it's, it's really cool to see people get excited about a thing. And, 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 and it's also, it's drawing out this soccer community because Charlotte is a city of transplants, right? And yeah. so there are transplants, everybody, when we think of transplants all the time in Charlotte, we think about North and South, but the reality is it's also international that it's also yeah. like in that part of it is really cool. Like there's a spot downtown. That's kind of like this, like little Dublin zone where it's just yep. this, where you can hang out and there's these outdoor bars and I don't know how they're working now. Cause I live in Chicago, but I don't know what they're doing now, but, that place got popping during the world during the World Cup because it was a bunch of international fans coming in and bringing their partners with them and bringing their kids with them. And so this is a cool thing for Charlotte to rally around that's very different than UNC basketball, the Carolina Panthers, Clemson Tigers, South Carolina Gamecocks. It's different than all those things, and yet we're seeing it still work. And obviously they got to get on the track to win games, but the reality of it is is – folks are excited because it's a thing that they are a lot more used to than, and listen, I'll say it than most of us that actually grew up there. Yeah. So, so I, I will say that they, they prior to this weekend had, had won two in a row, um, which good on them. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's not terrible. <laughs> that oh, streak might hold. <laughs> yeah. That streak might hold for a couple of years. Uh, be, well, one of those games is against Cincinnati, who are who are abject. Um, well, you but, know, we there people are trying to start a rival rivalry between uh, Charlotte and Cincinnati, right? Good. Yeah. Uh, that is that is the most civil conflict ass thing that I have ever heard. No, well, there's there, a ton of Ohio uh, transplants too. Ohio is probably the biggest state that transplants. Yeah, so it's I mean, it's twofold, right? So it's the Ohio transplants, but it's also because they're both called the Queen City. Oh. Yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Today, yeah. Today I learned. I, I did not know that Cincinnati claimed Queen City. Um, yeah. I did know that about Charlotte. Uh, so so you, you brought up one of my favorite um, talking points. And so when, when I've tried to get people involved in soccer um, in America, the, the thing that I always like to explain is that basically club soccer elsewhere in the world looks a lot like college football. Um, it's super regional. People will get very invested in games that don't have meaning beyond that game um you know you have you 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 pass down miserable fandom from father to son like it's yeah a lot of those things where it's like and you mentioned like it's 
it's different than Clemson, right? Like the the national teams are are super different because um, in America, at least, like we didn't have club teams until like 96, not right. really. Uh, so like anybody above a certain age, like their club team was the national team, um, which is like a super unique, weird thing we have. But what I was going to ask is, is, you know, based on, on your sort of intro to this, um, you know, certainly through, you know, friends who played, played on the national team or, or Olympic teams, but, but, you know, now you're, your brother-in-law and, and also Charlotte, um, you know, like, I like to compare it to those, to those college sort of fandoms, but have you, have you noticed like any sort of similarities or, or the way that people are, are interacting with it? Yeah, I, I think there's two big things here, right? I think there's two things at play. I think one, people don't realize that soccer is a huge, soccer probably is the sport, maybe basketball is up there with it, that has the biggest exposure in America as a whole in terms of mm-hmm. participation. Yeah, everybody so plays it, soccer. Right, everyone plays soccer. And so people understand what's going on. They may not know the complexities of it, but they understand it. And I also think that football, I'm not saying it's in a decline, but I think that football, there is a lack of accessibility that people, they they. there's a lack of accessibility to football in terms of like a physical barrier or a monetary barrier in terms of being able to go to games. Yeah. There's that part, but there's also most people that watch football have no idea what's happening. And like, I try to fix that with what I do in my, my job to like build a smarter football fan. But at least when it comes to soccer, people have, I think that there is a lower barrier to actual entry to talking about more than just players that I like. And I think, folks get that like I'm in for me as someone who didn't really play soccer like I think I played maybe a season as a little kid but just for my parents to get me out of the house Um, (laughs) we all did yeah but like I can I'm texting like when I'm watching whenever I'm watching soccer whether it's like the women's world cup or the olympics or whatever I'm texting with people who played at a higher level and they are like oh well she's supposed to do this or he's supposed to do this and why didn't he do this but I think there's a higher level of folks who played, whether they play, because I I was friends with our soccer team in, in, in college, obviously. I was friends with our soccer team in high school, and they understand a lot more of this. And I think that that's, there's that level of excitement for that. Yeah. And then there's also, there's also something way more inviting and yeah. accepting yeah. about soccer. <laughs> And well, I, I think I, I, I think, think that as a joke, I just no. I think that like like there's a massive agro culture around yeah like American football yeah. yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of been an issue uh, but you bring up good points like it is the two prong thing between like the monetary for soccer you really only need a ball and you yeah. don't even really need a real ball you just need something that's like vaguely round and you can come up with the goal like the goals yourself where it's like, oh, this, this shoe and this t-shirt are the goal. This is what you shoot for. So there's that part to it. And then there's something wildly like simplistic about it. Yeah. There's, there's formations and there's tactics and you need to be coming up. The fullback should be following the center around the back and all that stuff. But really the goal is put this ball in that goal and don't let this ball go in that goal. And there's so, like, that's just so, so easy. No, I don't think there's any other sports that can claim that. Uh, well, I was I was going to say monetary. I mean, like being able to afford to go to the game. Yeah, that too. That, yeah, that, like 
Although, like, although MLS, MLS hates its fans just as much as the NFL does. Um, oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's the business of professional sports. Um, right. and, and like Stan Kroenke owns both an NFL team and multiple soccer teams. And I promise you, he does not care about you if you're a fan of the Rapids, Arsenal, or uh, the Rams. Um, cause he's got or the nuggets. Yeah. Or the nuggets because of that sweet, sweet, um, marrying into the Walmart money. Uh, but anyways, uh, not going to talk about Stan Kroenke today. So, but, but you did bring up something. Not, ag- I, not again, not, not this time. <laughs> um, but you, you bring up something, obviously, like, uh, so we, we, we have our, our YouTube series trying to explain American football to British people. And oh, yeah. it's, it, and it's, and it's sort of the, the same thing that you're doing in your, uh, in your newsletter, which every, every one of our listeners should, should subscribe to. If you are interested in either food, parenting, or American football, super interesting on all three. I happen to be interested in all three. Um, I'll explain to you uh, my, my requests going forward about the food thing, because I have my own issues. But <laughs> um but the the explaining football thing, I think, is super interesting because as I've tried to explain American football, we have our series with Josh and Mike, both of whom played college. Um, and yeah. I, I Wait, grew Fel- up. Felder, I'm assuming you have not watched our – I am not so hubris to assume you have watched our YouTube video. <laughs> I've seen – have- no, I've, listen, I do my research. I do my work. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, but it's so hard. It's, it's really hard. hard. It, yeah. is, it is. like, and, and you go back to sort of first principles, right? Like I – I grew up watching football. I wasn't allowed to play after eighth grade because my brother tore his ACL um, as a senior in high school. And my mom was like, well, we're done. Um, you know, and he, he was, he was trying to play in college, you know, he was super fast and six one and it was going to be great. And then he tore his ACL and his, his knee never recovered because it was before the surgeries really figured it out. So, right. but like, I grew up in it, right? Like I, I, I learned football over the course of, I don't know, 15 years by the time that I was able to say things like, oh, that's cover six and not get yelled at by people saying that doesn't make sense. And you're like, no, cover six is half quarter. It's, it's quarter, quarter, yeah. half, blah, 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 yep. blah. But you explain that to someone who doesn't understand. I tried to explain football to my wife when I first met her, she's Russian. Um, she doesn't, she didn't grow up with it. And I tried to explain to her and I couldn't, I literally failed. And we went to a bar and it was, the, I, I remember this like, like, like it was yesterday. We went to a bar and it was the Utah Michigan game in 2015. Um, it was a Thursday night game. Harbaugh, Harbaugh's first game. Harbaugh's first game. Yep. And my wife was like, I explain football to me. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And this um this girl well, that's not the a, easiest, that's not the easiest game to explain no, that, either. That was, like, <laughs> aggressive but, but, zone dogs with a guy that wants to play in a pro style system. It like, was yeah. yeah. And 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 this um this woman who was at the bar who I was dating a friend of a friend pushed me away and said, you, you are, you are making this harder. And she, I literally didn't see my, my then girlfriend for the first half because like this, this very saintly woman at the bar was like, you are ruining this. And she will not understand Um, because it's this super incomprehensible game that we've developed that in order to truly understand football, it's, it's the most complicated thing in the world. And, And we, you know, on the, on the touchline discord, someone said to me, Oh yeah, the tactics of, of football are easy, right? And I said it is. It is impossible. If you want me to explain to you Nick Saban's defense, I don't. I, I, I can't. Like I, I am a, a a well-informed football fan, and I cannot really explain to you why he does what he does or why it's Mod versus Meg in this situation. Like I can't. And and that's not even getting into the the verbiage and right. how. Like you can just fall back on the American fallback, which is to fire up Madden and play for you know, 18 hours a day until you figure it out. 
But see, but see, even Madden, Madden screwed me up because I thought cover three until relatively recently was 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 supposed to be zone. And then people said, oh yeah, Nick Saban plays a base cover three. And that doesn't, it's not like spot drops. And and once you realize that spot drops are not a thing, it's like, oh, this is this is happening at a level that I can't understand um, without doing significant amounts of research. So spot drops are a thing. There are teams that play spot drops. Ohio State's been a team uh, when they had Kerry Coombs, they spot drop. Um, when they had, oh my goodness, what was his name? He was the coach at UNC as well. He went to uh, West Charlotte. Felder? Felder? Yes. No, no, not Felder. Your name is Felder. Oh, I'm Felder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, uh, it was, it was, um. Larry Fedora. No, no, no. He was, no. he was a, I, I can't remember his name. He was a black defensive coordinator, was the interim head coach at UNC, went to West Charlotte, uh, Withers, Everett Withers. Uh, they spot dropped as well. And so what you see with the spot drop is when you drop to a spot, there's space in between. But what Nick Saban does with that cover three, with all those things is they pattern match. Yeah. And so, and that's the reason why Saban, they play. And it's interesting that you say base cover three, because I think of when I think of Saban, I think of base cover, cover two until you force him to play cover four. And then cover four becomes four guys latching on to man. Once they reach eight yards, now right. we're playing, now we're pattern matching to play man coverage. But this is all stuff that, like, <laughs> doesn't make sense to someone who doesn't, like, my wife on Saturdays, she sits down, and I work all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. I take notes, and I write down everything and what's happening and all this. And the two things that she, there, three, the three things, excuse me, the three things that happen. One, I know what's happening. And so I can see what they're trying to do. And so she's like, how did you know that was going to happen? And I was like, well. You see this safety spin down. When he spins down, the quarterback points to him, spin down. So the next thing you know, they're going to try to stick a guy behind him. That's why the throw is going to go to the middle of the field. Blah, blah, blah. You know what's going to happen. The second part is understanding where where people mess up. And That's, understanding where yeah. people mess up is the big thing. Because there are so many times people think something is a good play, and the reality of it is is some, some 19-year-old got confused. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, Alex Kirshner's favorite bit on Twitter. I love whenever he yeah. points out the throw to this guy <laughs> because he's he'll just like circle the guy that's open by fifteen yards and like true true knowers know you throw to this guy because he's exactly <laughs> somebody made a mistake. And then the third yeah. thing is she's like, and you did this, and I was like, yeah, I did this every day. She's <laughs> like, so you ran as fast as you could into someone that's bigger than you running as fast as they could. And then you just got up and did more of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a great game. Um, yes. But, but, but see like, and, and that's, that's, that's a good point because like when people talk about like someone messes up and that's why something happens. So the first, when I really got into like true football tactics was, was the Narduzzi D'Antonio quarters coverage. Um, yes. Like that's when I first truly started to like, look at what I was doing because suddenly no fly I was, zone. Right. Like suddenly I was watching safeties at eight yards and I was like, what? No, 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 no. He's not supposed to be. Why is he there? Why is, why is, uh, you know, Curtis Drummond or Isaiah Lewis playing as a line? Like what, what am I watching? And, and, and then you begin to understand like, oh, they have different responsibilities. What's what, what does it mean? And then you saw Ohio state torch it with inside, you know, slot fades and so on and so forth, the whole thing. But the fun part about this, and this is, this is actually why I like American football at the age of 31, because you, you get to a point when you're a kid, when you, when you start saying like, 
I don't know that I can ethically watch American football because especially college, like I, I don't really like pro football that much because I don't find it very interesting um, because everybody's running basically the same 11 personnel outside of Belichick and everybody's running. See, I, I, I am fascinated by the NFL because they're so good. Yeah. And it's their only job. And yeah. It's what they do really well. <laughs> and you have to be so good. Like the problem, the reason I don't watch a lot of NFL is because if I watch too much, it makes me not want to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I like college because of, because of the imperfection, because in sure. the NFL, in the NFL, you very rarely get a coverage bust where someone's 40 yards wide open. Bingo. And in college, you get it. What? Twice a game. I mean, yeah. In every, in every single game, 135 yeah. teams are playing. 136 teams are playing every game is going to have guys making massive mistakes and you would get fired for that in the NFL. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and so like, there's, there's something beautiful to me about college mm-hmm. football because of that. I'm, I, I don't want to say it's stupidity, but it's like, there's something inherently dumb. Naivete. It's not naivete. I'm not calling the players dumb and I'm not calling the coaches dumb. I'm calling the entire situation of putting 18 year olds, in incredibly complicated intellectual pursuits that have to be made in split seconds. And oh, by the way, there are 110,000 people yelling at you while you're doing it. Like that's yeah. dumb. We well, shouldn't do that. <laughs> here's the thing. What we're talking, what, here's the reality of what we're talking about, right? Offense versus defense. We're talking about an offensive coordinator who's anywhere from 36 to 58, 65. He's seen a lot more football. He's also watched all the tape. It's him versus a 19-year-old. <laughs> and how can I get this 19-year-old to make a mistake so that I can score a touchdown and then I can get a bigger paycheck? Right. And then defense versus offense, it's whether it's Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or it's Mel Tucker or it's anybody, any of these guys, they're like, how can I make this 20-year-old quarterback feel stupid <laughs> and either get a blitz home on him or force him to throw an interception? Like, that's yeah. the reality. Yeah. Because we – we all oftentimes we look at it as a coach versus coach matchup, but the reality is, is somebody's got to be the victim and the victim is the kid because the kid doesn't know as much about these guys. And that, look, I think about it. Like I'm 37 years old. Am I 37? 37? 38, 38, I'm 38. <laughs> you, you don't look a day over 25. Yeah, yeah, do you so, want do you want so, some time? To, you can just sit, sit there and count it out for us. <laughs> I was born in eighty four. This is twenty two, thirty eight. Boom. Okay, there you go. Nailed it. Or I turned I turned thirty eight this year, <laughs> and See, I'm thirty seven now. I, I I have this issue now um, because I, I I have I have twin girls um, who who are who are toddlers, and you get to a point where it's like I am eternally the age I was when I found out that I had twins coming. Because yeah, everything cool. that has happened after that has just been a blur of yeah. not sleeping. So, like, I'm eternally 28. Yeah, dude. I'm, <laughs> listen, you're. Hey, so you're not. Hey, I get it. I one of the top moments of and like I have a four now four year old. She turned four last weekend. Mazel to her. Thank you. Um, she. She. Um, we did IVF, and we're in there. We're going through the ultrasound. And literally, my wife's crying because she's like, "Yes, we have a viable embryo. We have we have a we're gonna have a kid." The doctor's excited because we're gonna have a kid. We've been trying for four years to have a kid, and I'm just like, 
<laughs> one kid. <laughs> I uh, I, I, don't I am that I've, done. I am here, and I am done. I don't. I don't know that I've ever told this story uh, on this podcast, but I. But I'm going to because I think it's it's, it's a similar story, um, but the reverse, uh, which is that we, you know, we we got married six months later. You know, whatever we go to the we go to the um to the to the doctor, and we you know we we knew she was pregnant, and and we do the ultrasound, and um, starts doing it, and the doctor says, "Oh, now when you hear that." as a parent or, or as a, as a potential parent, you, you freak out, parent. you freak yeah. out. Right. Like, like you're like, that's What's not wrong? what I wanted to hear. And she said, yep. I hear both heartbeats. And, and I start laughing. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Great. Um, and, and, and like my, my, my wife just sort of was like, she like echoed the, Oh, she was like, Oh, <laughs> Uh, so, so that's, that's how we found out about the two. Um, but, you need and, to, no, you need to tell him the, you need to tell him the funniest part about this. He was supposed to take the bar for New, oh, yeah. New York. No, California, California, was supposed to take the bar for California. So they timed it so that that way his wife would give birth after the bar. So he'd be there and he'd be mentally present to help. Uh, I'm not sure Felder, if you know, or if any of our listeners know twins have a come early. <laughs> yep. Come early. I believe they keep what they come two weeks before the bar. 10 days. Uh, 10 days. Uh, in, and, and, and this is another story. I don't, I don't think I've told on this podcast. I got a letter of repr- uh, reprimand from the state of California because I took the bar exam on February 28th, 2020. And I wore a mask and you were not allowed to wear a mask on February 28th, 2020. So I have a framed letter from the state of California, May, May 6th of, of uh, 2020. That's the date of it says, uh, we have looked into your disciplinary record and we have decided that no further action is warranted. It's like, oh yeah, no further action is warranted for me wearing a mask on February 28th, uh, 2020. And it, the funniest part about it was like the proctor, you know, the people in charge of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, um, you have to take off your mask. I said, no. And they were like, well, why not? I said, well, I, I have twins who just came early. They're still in the NICU at the hospital. I'm not bringing the flu back to, to, to say nothing of, of yeah, COVID. The flu. Right. You're, you were, you're literally two weeks away from the entire country shutting down. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so the, the proctor uh, says to me, well, w- why not? I was like, I'm, I'm not sitting in a room, a thousand people breathing all of that. And like my, my, um, as it turned out, my um, mother had gotten on a plane to go to Hawaii on February, you know, 14th or 13th. And so she was there when it became like, oh, this is, this is a serious thing. Yeah. And so she didn't get to, to meet her granddaughters until two, two weeks after they were born, because we were like, we're not risking this. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it. yeah, it was terrifying. Um, but the, but it, it is a very fun thing that I had, uh, I got in trouble for wearing a mask. Uh, a week in before. February of 2020. Yeah. It was the, ridiculous. Two, week, two weeks before everyone had to wear a mask all the time. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was. Very it took us fun. a second to get there, didn't it? Yeah. Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert licked a microphone first. There's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was, that, that a... was all... and listen, I'm a, I was an early adopter. Shout out to my boy, Steven Nelson. I, I've been wearing a mask since we moved to Chicago in 2018. I've been a mask wearer just because for the same reason though, because yeah. when we moved here, I had, she was four months old Yep. and I was taking the bus to work every day. So I put a mask on. She hasn't been sick. Knock on wood. Like, well, thank, it's thank, been great. Yeah. My um, my brother started wearing a mask on planes because he went to Japan. I want to say yep. in 2017 or 2018. And when he came back, he was like, "You understand that this is just like 
normal. a reasonable way to operate in, in massively, you know, condensed spaces. Crowded areas, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but another very reasonable thing to pursue is uh whatever this sponsor wants. Uh, I will say that we've been getting a lot of ads from Move to Ohio. You don't have to do that. Um, no, don't. We <laughs> we actively encourage you to not do that. I I, I realized as I, I went into that ad, you don't have to move to Ohio. You can you can you can not <laughs> do that. Yeah, um, you can move to Charlotte and be a Charlotte FC fan. Don't become a Cincinnati fan. Or you can move to to Chicago, be a Chicago FC fan. Uh, Gaga Slonina has 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 locked down the uh, the goalkeeper job there. He's seventeen. Uh, which is wow, yeah, no, no, he's the he's the future of 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 our 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 keeper position. Yeah, he's he's going to be there for exactly one year, and then he's going to go to Europe. Yeah. Okay, that, I was gonna I was gonna ask, is he going to stay here? No, 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 it's it's because um he doesn't he he there's there's a question of whether or not he has a dual nationality and whether or not he can get a Polish passport. And since he didn't get it in time for this season, um, he couldn't go over before he turns eighteen. Um, okay. Yep. There because, we go. Yeah. So there's so a we- there's weird age things and there's weird uh, immigration things, which is kind of Suarez, Luis Suarez, got in trouble for <laughs> ch- cheating on his Italian citizenship <laughs> ch- uh, test last year, which he only was eligible for because his wife was the daughter, granddaughter yeah. of an Italian. It, or it's, it's, it was really weird. The short story was the Italian government wanted him there so much they gave him a proctor that gave him the answers. And for some reason recorded it. So they had a recording of him cheating on his citizenship test and they just said no. So now he's in Madrid. If this sounds a lot like um, a certain Derek Rose taking the SAT, yes. it should. It's the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like, this sounds like college sports. Yep. Yes, it's exactly. Uh, in, in, in many ways. It is is except that, except that the, yeah, the bag men are over the table in this situation. Not always. Not always. Uh, the nation of Qatar was very much under the table when they bribed FIFA to have a World Cup off its schedule and in the middle of a desert and in a city the size of Dallas. Um, I have a, a buddy uh, who, who is uh, he's, he's uh, Mexican-American and he's, he's gone to every World Cup since 2010. Yeah. And he was like, I'm trying to get to Doha. There are no hotels. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And he was like, look, I would just like, sleep in the same room as somebody but my wife is coming and she doesn't want to sleep on the floor i was like that's that's fair fair yeah yeah, yeah. we're over you're, 30 that's not being a viable option you're an adult <laughs> get, get, <laughs> like have a bed don't do this <laughs> i i it, it's funny i the, the last time that i went and like stayed on someone's couch um was Ooh. was uh was actually a trip to it wasn't Charlotte. It was, it was the last trip before I went and visited uh, Stumpy in Charlotte in 2018. Um, I went and visited some buddies in DC. I was 27 at this point. And I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll go, we'll go out. You know, I'll, I'll sleep on the couch. I couldn't walk the next day. And I was like, well, that era of my life is done. I can't stay out until 3 a.m. drinking, sleep on a couch and expect to, you know, work out the next day. Uh, and, and that that was just the end of that era of my life. Yeah, no, I, 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 with the except one exception, I spent the night in a hotel room with my dad. We had two, two separate beds. Obviously I had to stay, we had to go to a funeral. And so we booked one hotel room because we were in Perry, Georgia. Sure. I don't know where that is. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's in Houston County, not Houston, Houston. Oh, that's Uh, like, like New York. Like uh, it's, it's Houston street. 
Yes, <laughs> except this is like underneath. It's south of Macon, and no one knows where oh. it is. It's where Jake Fromm's from. Oh. Um, but yes, we we my dad and I shared a hotel room there. Other than that, I haven't shared a hotel room with someone since I was since 2013, I guess. Yep. Because when I mm, did I share hotel? No, I didn't share a hotel room in 2013 either. 2012. 2012 was the last time I shared a hotel room. I I think the last time I shared a hotel room was uh, 2016. Um, I went to Peru with somebody who snores miserably uh, the entire time. It was it was Stumpy. Stumpy. Snuffy. That was me. It wasn't Felder. <laughs> I'm a snorer, too, though. I'm a snorer. I'm big I snorer. got a mouth guard now, and I'm fine. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I should look into a mouth guard. Like, the whole thing for me is just, like, the congestion up here after I go to bed. I think it's probably I got to stop eating, like, cheese. I don't well, know or, or you just continue I broke my, I broke my nose twice in high school. So, like, it doesn't, like, yeah. I, I needed to get widened or whatever. And they found that the other, I don't know why I'm telling everybody on the internet this, one of the other <laughs> solutions is to wear a mouth guard that, like, forces your throat open, which basically does the same thing. So I don't snore anymore. And now uh, everybody knows why, now why sometimes I sound so weird on the phone. What's that drool situation like, though? Non-existent. Other than my other, uh, I mean, I was a pre-drooler, but it never got worse. Love it. All right, what else we got, guys? <laughs> um, do you, yeah, do we want to go through the rest of our medical history? I have a lot of concussions too. Uh, yes, me too. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've not. You have reasons. <laughs> I, I, I think I had a low grade concussion this this uh, this weekend. The, uh, the I'm just being sarcastic. Team. You don't actually have to tell them about. The no, 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 no. This this leads into something else, which is that uh, our Sunday league team. Um, we we have regular updates on Ace's Sunday league team. Uh, we got our first W of the year because people started listening to me about tactics because we were uh, not like I, I sent around two videos um, that were each eight minutes long after our first game, because in our first game, oh, we long. didn't have we didn't have theory. And I started yelling at people and they were like, you suck. And I was like, I know I suck, but I understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like a bad soccer player, but I understand motion. Yeah. Um, and people were like, no, we need to run to space. I was like, you can't run to space if you don't have the ball. You're just running away from people. Like that's not helpful. <laughs> um, anyways, so so the the other thing, the, the 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 subjects we we've already talked about the parenting thing and the football tactics thing a little bit, but um, the other interesting part about Felder's uh, newsletter, which again everybody should subscribe to, um, there was a, a milestone I think I saw on Twitter this morning over a thousand uh, subscriptions. So so Mazel tov to Felder on that. May we get to two thousand shortly. Um, but the other thing is is the the food takes. So I need to I need to make a request. So, uh -oh. um, so our, our listeners may or may not know, but I can't eat a certain, uh, number of things, not because of celiacs. I'm not going to put that on you, but I'm going to request, um, recipes and, and cooking tips for things that cannot combine milk and meat because nice. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, so, so the, there was a, a phenomenal chicken wing recipe, which you and I talked about a little bit. Um, yeah. and then, and then we got into the question of what is the level of whiskey that you can put in. Uh, honey bourbon wings um, because I had four roses and I wasn't going to put that in my in my wing sauce because it's right, obviously not that's drinking whiskey yeah uh, <laughs> uh, but so 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 what is your your favorite recipe that you've you've gotten out and do you get like responses from people more about that than other things or or am I just like a weirdo who finds cooking to be much more relaxing than sports 
Um, honestly, I think the cooking and the parenting are the two most responded to things. I think folks kind of absorb the football. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with people not knowing that much about football. They're like seeing it for the first time. Right. Right. And they're like, oh, I never I didn't realize that when the Kobe Dean does this, this is an amazing play. Like, I don't have anything. What am I going to say back? I never even realized it. Or the same thing with right. Lewis Seen, who goes up and it's a, they're like, I didn't. Yeah, no, this isn't what I was thinking. I thought he made a great pass breakup, but I didn't realize that he's covering up for Nicobe Dean who got beat on a, a, you know, on this double pass and he's doubling back to make a play. People don't think about all those things or where Daxon Hill lines up all over the place. So nobody really like gives me guff or grief about that stuff, but people ask a lot of questions about the cooking and the parenting and the parenting thing is pretty cool because I try to be pretty, like, I don't think I'm the best parent. There's no chance in hell. Absolutely not. I'm certainly not. And it's like, I don't want to talk to my kid all the time. I'm not, I don't want to play with her all the time. It's not that I don't like her. I think she's fantastic and she's doing great, but I'm also like blocks again. <laughs> uh, we, you have to diversify. Why in, are we not diversifying? In, in, in our house, um, there's one animal book. It's like an Eric Carl, uh, like, yeah. you know, like the very hungry caterpillar. Mm-hmm. There's one book. It's like 90 pages of animals. Um, and we go through that book probably four times in the afternoon because um, one long. of one of my daughters, like her favorite game, is seeing pictures of animals and yelling out the animal's name, which is awesome. Like she's she's just it's fantastic. Kid. You it's want so that to cool. happen? Yeah, it's so cool. But I mean, man, when when, when when I see and, and and like you know, it's it's frustrating because she makes you know some some mistakes. Like she she sees a shark and it's a whale. She sees a whale and it's a shark. You know. And, and we're yes. just trying to, I'm, I'm kidding. I love my daughter. She's awesome. It's so, it's like, <laughs> wait, is this the daughter that likes Ohio? I'm not telling you which one's which. Um, so, so Felder, this is, this is a fun story. So um, on, uh, we were watching the Rose Bowl, me Rose and Bowl. my daughters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they had not yet turned two. And one of them um, was, had, had really liked the word high. She, she had like just learned the word high. So we're watching it and she, she kept hearing Ohio, Ohio. So she keep, so she was, like really, really happy saying hi yo, hi yo, because Utah is tough. I like uh, it. Yeah. And uh no, tell her no. <laughs> and so I, I just refuse to tell people which one of my daughters was the one who did it. Um yeah. because I can't have that grief for one of my daughters going forward. <laughs> I yes, get we it. were told we were told on their 18th birthday he would let us know which one I'll of let you, us, so I'll let can, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we can appropriately shun the correct one. There you go. No, we um listen, my kid is my kid will, she'll walk around. And obviously, as you know, I, I'm in Chicago. It's a big 10 city. Like, yes. Yeah. So she, that's a Sparty. There's a Sparty. That's a Sparty <laughs> because my wife went to Michigan state. So she's like, that's a Sparty. Here's a Sparty. <laughs> Does she know what a Tar Heel is? Absolutely not. I'm no not sure clue. I know what a Tar Heel is. Oh, do you not know about this? I mean, I, I remember I like, I looked into it once and then it was like a Wikipedia page. And then I was like, Rams, whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Ram is the mascot, but a Tar Heel is, I believe this was General Cornwallis from England yeah. that said those boys from North Carolina stuck in the battle like they had tar on their heels. Huh. That's it. And we also have a bunch of naval. We also had a bunch of naval stores, which did they sold pitch and tar to help fix your boat up. I listen. I'm deep in North Carolina history. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. look, like people people don't know that that's actually a similar story to uh, the Wolverines. Yes. There are no Wolverines in the state of Michigan. Nope. Um, they were called Wolverines because uh, in the war versus Ohio, 
um, they, they, the, some Ohio person, national guardsman said like they were fighting like rabid Wolverines and that's where, uh, it comes from Michigan yeah. state Spartans comes from, um, Greece. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I went to a graduation there a couple of years ago. They're taking the Wolver the, the Spartans thing a little too far. Yeah. The, the, there was, a, there was a correction. So, so I think the thing is, is that 300, 300 came out yeah, and it, 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 oh, it they peaked. Out. They peaked when they had Gerard Butler showing up to games to do it. It's all that was like, this is too far. Well, I think the thing that happened was, is that um, 300 came out in 2007, which was the, the first year of the D'Antonio era. Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, you have a wife who's a Spartan, you, 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 if you recall correctly, um, the six years prior were not fun for Michigan State football. No. And the, even, even the time before that, I mean, Saban only had one year where he really got it going. Yep. Um, yeah. So being a Michigan State football fan specifically was not like fun for any time in my life um, outside of, you know, 99, uh, 95 was fun. Tony Banks was there. Yeah. Um, but like in 2007, it was like D'Antonio came in and was like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to be a serious program now. Um, and based on this movie out. with CGI. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be a serious movie. We're going to be a serious program that's going to base our entire identity on this story that was greatly exaggerated. You're, we're talking about the i'm talking about the entire i went to a graduation yeah no, no, no. it was school. it was it was it was it was beyond and literally <laughs> literally the speak like whoever was doing the graduate i don't know if it was the dean whatever they were like so as we graduate as spartans remember take your shield <laughs> to protect so and so use your sword not for violence <laughs> But to cut out the whatever. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I like, I, I want to think about that in like other contexts. Like I, um, I would love to see like a UCLA graduation where they got really into the bear theme. Yeah. It's like, remember, take we're, your winters off. Mow your enemy. <laughs> we're <laughs> omnivores. So make sure you have a good diet. Salmon is delicious. Uh <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think of what the dumbest one you could possibly come up with. In Colorado, we're uh, buffaloes. Make sure you graze appropriately. Don't uh, run off a cliff. <laughs> no, the, the worst one's going to be Western Kentucky hilltoppers. Be on <laughs> no, like there's 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 a lot of things you know. Get to the top of that hill, and whether your hill is is uh, communications or uh, art history or and that's just Sisyphus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it does. You do. You do run into the question of like, how much does Western Kentucky uh, go into the Sisyphus issue? Um, like, get to the top uh, of that. What about uh, North Texas, Mean Green? Make sure you're mean and it make sure you're constantly covered in neon. Oh, you got to get that money. Uh, brown. Damn it. Um, brown. <laughs> the, the answer is brown because I'm pretty sure that their their I mascot think... is a color. I thought it was the Bears. Who's a, oh, sorry. Um, the, the answer to that would be uh, Harvard. Harvard, uh, their mascot is Crimson. Uh, Crimson, yeah. Just angry all the time. Stay red. Stay red. Um, <laughs> no, no, please I was don't. Gonna, uh, please I, don't. I was gonna, this country's red enough already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to double back on the cooking thing. Absolutely can put some things that don't do meat and dairy together. That's no problem. I appreciate it. I have been doing like, I'm doing a little pasta series now, but I'm going to, I'm right. I already wrote that down to, to work on that because but like I did wings all last year. They were really fun. Love the wings, like smoked wings, fried wings, whole deal. Had wings last night, actually, because I hadn't had wings and my wife got very sick of them um, after yeah. having them <laughs> every week for like 15, 20 weeks. 
Yeah. So we're doing pasta now, which she appreciates a little bit more. Did lasagna last night or two nights ago. But I'm just trying to like homemade pasta is like super easy and super good. And like, just, Hey man, just get on it. So <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm just trying to do like things that are easy, that are accessible. I think the big thing, I, and I don't talk about pizza a ton on there, but I make pizza. We have pizza. We'll have pizza tomorrow and we're going to have pizza every Wednesday. And we make pizza all the time. And it's just one of those things. that's just like, we have pizza once a week. My kid, I've got a four-year-old that loves calzones and awesome. it is, it's, awesome. it's like, she's like, yep. And I need the pepperoni with the, with the mozzarella and the soft cheese. Cause she doesn't know what ricotta is. Yet. But <laughs> it's no, I, I, I think that the, the cooking people ask a lot of questions about and the parenting people just, I think, and I, I, this is what I want. And this is what it seems to be happening. People feel affirmed with respect to the cooking part of it, where it's like, oh yeah, my kid does weird shit too. And like, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just the weird thing my kid does. I cook every single day for dinner. We, during the pandemic, like, let's say we've been in the pandemic for over what, three years? For over, over two years, going into year three? Yep. Yeah. Oh, we, shit. we haven't had takeout. We don't wow. eat take. We don't eat That's takeout. Impressive. I cook dinner every night. The only nights I haven't cooked dinner were like the night, two nights before she had a birthday party because we had leftovers of things I'd already cooked because we had other stuff to do and I didn't want to dirty up the kitchen. But like, we have dinner every night. But guess what? My kid won't eat pasta. She <laughs> will not eat it. Homemade fresh pasta? No, thank you. Won't do it. Won't touch the stuff. She won't. She'll eat. She eats pizza crust. Which most kids don't eat. Yeah, say, is that weird? Yeah, no, no, kids don't eat pizza crust. It's 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 a it's a because it's not thing. covered in cheese marinara. Usually, she'll dip it. She dips it in marin. She dips it in red sauce. That's that's, the, I, that's, mean, that's I mean, actually, the correct way to do it is to dip it in ranch. We're yeah. from the Upper Midwest. You need ranch on everything. You need ranch. She won't. <laughs> she will not. She won't touch ranch. She mm. will eat a bowl full of spinach and carrots. Wow. Dry. No dressing. No Felder, dressing. I don't know, Felder, I don't know how to tell you. I think your daughter's a psychopath. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She is. All kids, all kids are psychopaths. See, see, Stumpy doesn't Yeah, they grow at around like six. I don't have kids yet. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I, what I was gonna say is like my my daughters, um, they're psychopaths, but like because there's twins, like they have they've developed empathy for each other, which is a oh, super yeah. fun thing. Um, like, but like they have no empathy for anybody else. But they have like a ton for each other, which is like a, a weird thing. But I do want to say about your your um, parenting thing is that you had a quote, I want to say like three weeks ago in, in your newsletter um, about how like it was something about like giving yourself a break about your kids. Yeah. And like my wife and I had come off of like a couple of days of like letting our kids watch a, a little more Cocoa Melon than we wanted. Yes. Um, and, and like it was just like it was about like like giving yourself a break as a parent. Um, and I sent it to her. I was like, this is like an important thing to remember. Like we're trying our best. There's, there's yeah. two of them and we live like away from grandparents. So like deal with it. They can double team us. Yeah. That's the thing. You guys are playing man to man, like yeah. one-on-one. We're pl- I'm, pl- I'm playing zone. Like I'm playing zone two-on-one. Like we're good to go. Like it's, we got bracket coverage uh, to, to, to borrow the football parlance, but like, yeah, like it, like I, and this is the part that people don't realize, like 
part of my job and we're doing it right now, but my job is I talk all day and listen to people talk all day. I don't want to hear somebody else <laughs> talk. So maybe we just give her the iPad for a little while while I finish up dinner. Yeah. And I, I, I've started eating half of my dinner before we sit down to dinner because That's I smart. also, That's a I, have a, I have a hard time eating when people are talking to me. I'm just not good at it. Like that's a thing, whether it's adults or kids, but the difference is the adults are actually eating versus me spending my time trying to encourage my kid to eat. So I eat most, I eat half of my dinner before and then try to get through what I can get through during dinner. But it's all these little things. And like, you can talk about screen time and we don't do this and we don't do that. And like, we do have some hard and fast lines. Like we don't do Disney. We don't do Disney like at all. She has no idea. She has no idea who Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. She doesn't know about Frozen or she only knows Moana, which I think is a really super empowering movie. Okay. uh, That I cry. I cry at every time that I watch it. Sure. But she, she doesn't, she doesn't, we don't do any of the other stuff and it's, which is different than some of her friends, but I was like, she's, she's four. She's going to go to school. These other kids are going to talk to her about it. She'll find out what it is. And when she asks for it, we can show it to her. Yeah. But her favorite movies, she has three favorite movies. And one of them is Moana. The other one is Jurassic Park. The other one is Jaws. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. Awesome. We, awesome. We'll watch, we can watch the shark movie. We can watch the dinosaur movie. Or we can watch Moana. And that's fine. But it's one of those things where, like, that's the... Like that's our hard line, but she yeah. also watches more PBS kids probably than other kids. Yeah. And I'll say this. If you're a parent out there, PBS kids is the jam. They got good. They got good stuff. Like they have like, <laughs> do they still have Arthur? Arthur is oh, so I... Arthur. Arthur's over, but they still yeah. show Arthur. Okay. That's sad. I, I liked Arthur. So, so my they kids did actually 72 hours of Arthur. And that was my kid yeah. was pissed off. That's a, that's like that that radio station that did hot in here for an entire weekend. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Um, Felder, Felder, I cannot wait until that Disney <laughs> dam bursts. It's you, just have to, you just have to sit through like seventy-two hours of just frozen over and over again. So, so my 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 kids. So, um, two things on that. One is um, my kids do like a dance dance class, and mm-hmm. the, they I have heard the song "We Don't Talk About Bruno" once a week for the last like. Great. 12 weeks um yeah. and i hate it and it makes me sad but my my daughters did see their first sit through their first movie um like nice. movie movie uh this last weekend we watched um prince of egypt because um like that passover is coming up so we, we watched prince of egypt um and they did okay for like an hour which is yeah. phenomenal um once you, I, I i don't you gotta normalize the movie thing the movie like when she was around your when she was between 16 to 20 months we I used like I would let my wife sleep in or take a nap and we would do she and I would watch a movie and she didn't really understand what was going on but I'd throw on I threw on like two meals for sister Sarah or the good the bad and the ugly and we would we would alternate between like a like a Clint Eastwood western or something and then go back to like we watch a lot of National Geographic she has um a fascination with um things getting killed Killed, which goes back to your point about her being a psychopath. <laughs> Maybe I created this some funny one, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, and, and like the the two things that my daughters like, the way that we justify our, our sort of screen time is one of the shows that my my daughters watch is completely in Russian. Nice. So so like like we can like it's like and it's a weird thing because like as a parent like you gotta like justify stuff to yourself because mm-hmm. like 
so, and, and like, I, I very rarely like blame society, but like society puts like impossible standards on parents All where it's like weight on your shoulders. Yeah. And it's like, you need to be fully engaged and no screen time and you have to love every minute. And it's like, no, it sucks. And it's hard and you're exhausted and you have a full-time job and you need to go get your kid at three because daycare ends at three for reasons that continue to be unclear to me, but whatever. And you get charged by the minute. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and like, like you show up at three Oh five, that's 20 bucks on your account. Thanks. That's really cool of y'all. Um, but like, but one of the, like the, the, the other things that they really love is they love, um, there's this video on YouTube and it's just animals, like just like walking around and it's like different animals and, and they love it. It's great. And it's like, okay, like I can put this on for 12 minutes and, and I can check my email or respond to things, but so does um, it make you feel better or worse that that's the exact same thing I do for my dogs? So um, I I looked into this recently because my brother has an incredibly intelligent dog, Um, but must be nice. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So it turns out that um, the the break the the break even point for um, dogs and babies is about twenty eight months. So like a little over two. Um, Like obviously, like my daughters have significantly better language, um, and 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 they're like they're they're just passing um, Shemesh. Uh, who, who's, who's my brother's dog. Um, and he is, but, but he's, he's, he's great because he, um, he's willfully decided not to learn English. Um, like this dog, this dog does not speak English at all. And we think that it's because he doesn't respect people in America. He's, he's, he's from the Middle East. Um, he, 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 he like refuses to speak English. So we have uh, a fun little game where we talk about, um, my brother's immigrant child, who came here illegally and doesn't want to work or speak English. Um, oh, I get it. I, people get super, super like offended at this. And we're like, it's, it's, it's a joke. He's a dog. I'm sorry. For, Listen, for... My dog is. Sorry, JD Vance. My dog is trying very hard not to understand English too. But he's See, that's cool. better. Mine, I know, understand me. They just don't care. Yeah. He's just literally, he's like, no, I don't. What is, huh? What? what 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 no i i am i getting food for this no i'm good <laughs> he's he's 14 i said my dog it's my wife's dog he's 14 years old we've been together for 10 years so he's 14 years old and he, the vet's like i think he has a hearing problem i think he's going blind and then when i take the dog outside i'm like you heard that <laughs> heard that and, saw, saw that squirrel and you <laughs> saw oh you you can see that other dog up there 50 yards away <laughs> And that's why you're not going to go to the bathroom. Okay, great, fantastic. This is this is huge. This is fun for me. So, no, man, this is this has been really fun, man. I really this is this has been fun. Like I'm just, yeah. I, um, I, yeah. If if anybody wants to like find football stuff, like I'm here to help. Like anything for you guys or anything for anybody else. Like I'm, I want to be a resource. Like my entire goal in this being in this space is to build a smarter football fan and. I'm listen, I'll turn to you guys in terms of what I need to know when it comes to, 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 to football. So yeah. let me know. So absolutely. We want to say, uh, first things first, um, follow, follow Felder at, uh, in the bleachers. Um, we didn't get to where that comes from, but we'll, 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 we'll oh, come back to it's it. honestly, it's, it's not a big story in the bleachers.net was a website that was started by a guy named Brian Sikowski and Brian was running it. He was trying to, he was covering everything football I came on as a contributor for the website and then he is now was he a Penn State fan? Yes. 
that's how I, okay. All right. I, I like, it, it, like, for, for, like there was a disconnect and I was like, why do I associate Felder with Penn state? And it's because I followed the account before it was the Felder account. Got yes. It. Okay. And then he, he's now a referee oh. for D1 oh. football. Cool. And you can't really run a college football blog if you're a referee. No. no. Tim no. got Donaghy aside. <laughs> So, yes, Tim Donaghy is that. Magic so he, Johnson quit his job so that he could tweet more. We all aspire yeah. to that. Dude, I, listen, I'd love it. Um, but no, he he gave me full control of the site. I took over the site. I kind of pared some things down, focused it up a little bit. Things went well. I ended up leaving the, the independent site to go to Bleacher Report, but I kept in the bleachers just because of what we were doing, and I really liked what we were doing, and Move from there to obviously the Bleacher Report. Now I'm at Stadium, so that's the origin of the, the origin of the name. It's not like a nothing fancy or special. Like it's literally makes doing sense. business. Makes sense. So, um, so follow Felder there. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter, um, which you can you can we'll 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 tweet out like a, a link to to subscribe to that. Um, you're on you're on a couple of podcasts. Uh, oh man. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, I'm I, during the season. I'm with. I, so here we go. Tape don't lie. The podcast. That's my show that I do for Stadium. That's my uh, primary employer. I also do Thursdays from one to two Eastern. I'm on uh, Draft Crash Course at Bleacher Report in the Bleacher Report app and on the YouTube channel. I do Hand in the Dirt. I almost forgot about that one. I do Hand in the Dirt. That comes out every Wednesday, Thursday, and that's a gardening podcast about football. And just so you guys know, it does last three hours a lot of times. Um, sure. <laughs> that's just the reality uh, of what's happening. Where our most recent episode is about fighting, and it's okay. about the fights that you got into in high school and college, and how sure, that works. Yes, as one does. As while one we does. also while we also talk about we talk some gardening stuff too. We get into some some good some some good gardening lawn care stuff because my buddy's trying to oversee, it. and then. The only, the only other, um, oh, and the athletic, uh, the power hour. I do that during the college football season. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a busy guy. Try to stay busy. Try to stay working. You know, it's just that's that's the reality of it. And and yet you 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 are are saw fit to 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 grace us with an hour of your time, which we truly appreciate. Um, so subscribe to all of that. We'll 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 tweet out um, uh, a sub uh, a a link to the to the newsletter and and obviously we'll we'll retweet every time uh, one of those podcasts comes out. Um, I want to uh, so so uh, for all of of your worst gardening and fighting takes, please tweet at Mr. Mojo Rising eighty nine. Um, all of the worst. I'm very I'm very knowledgeable on both uh, <laughs> subjects. Uh, for for you can find me at Diamonds Esquire, but as always, I don't really tweet from there and I don't really respond from there. I'm usually the guy on the the touchline account at TLS underscore and underscore TDS. Um, if it's not me, it's somebody else, but it's usually me. I usually respond unless you're a dick and then I uh, mute or block you. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Um, please bring back O'Reilly Auto Parts. They have a great jingle um, and they're not Ohio-based, I think. They could be Ohio-based. I actually don't know. Um, oh. But uh, special thank you. Oh, and um, obviously follow our Instagram. Uh, it's going to get up and running shortly. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be right on that. It's, it's coming. Don't you worry. Uh, special thank you to our, uh, our, 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 our listeners. Uh, please like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local L tree fan. They don't really like us, but we talk about them a lot. Um, and, uh, as always, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.
Social Podcast Network.